One of my first memories of Pope Francis, he was um, elected in 2013. And during that same year, just a couple months after he was elected, he, uh, he would have the Wednesday audiences where he would greet people in, in Italy. And one day there was a man there who had um, a, a condition, a skin condition, where he had a very de deformed face and he had open sores on his face and his face was really big and his whole body had lesions all over it. And I'll never forget because the Holy Father, when he saw the man, he went right up to him and he embraced him. He took his face in his hands and he kissed his forehead. And the man said at that time, he said, when the Pope drew close to me and hugged me tightly and he, kissed, he gave me a kiss on the face, my head was against his chest and his arms welcomed me. He hugged me tight, tight. He said, I tried to speak, but I couldn't. And he said, the emotion was so strong that at that moment, from his whole life of sorrow and rejection, it left him right there. All of his sorrows left him. And he said that the hands of the Pope were so soft and gentle, beautiful. And later he thought about that and he said, the Pope didn't think about whether to hug me or not. He didn't know if I was contagious or not, but he caressed me all the same and I felt his love. So this man just died a couple weeks ago. And uh, when I heard the gospel reading and the first reading, I couldn't help but think of that memory so very early on with our Pope. And I think that's one of the qualities of Francis is that he has been such a loving Pope, especially to those who are, who are outcast, those who are poor. And we hear in the gospel today the importance of touch. So when this leper comes to Jesus, he kneels down before Jesus and he says, if you wish you can make me clean. And Jesus, it says, he reached out his hands and he touched him. And he said, I do will it. Be made clean. We all feel like outcasts from different times in our lives. as different times that we grow throughout our lives. And one of the things that is especially difficult is the need for human touch and affection. You probably all experienced this at least a little bit during the pandemic, right? We had to keep our distance from each other and uh, sometimes even from our own family members. I think about people that died alone in hospitals or nursing homes. Their family couldn't even go near them or touch them. And when we're not touched, we have a feeling of isolation. We too feel like we're lepers. I know that one of the important things when a child is newborn, um, when the child first comes into the world, it's so important for the mother and father to hold the child. And studies show that if a child is actually not held or touched within the first couple weeks or month of their life, they're very likely to die or actually to, be, um, to grow up with, with uh, very difficult conditions. I remember when my nieces and nephews were born, my sisters, uh, I think they called it kangaroo swaddling, something like that. But they, they would hold the baby to their chest, skin to skin contact. And now the fathers do it too. They hold the babies right to their chest. 
because that touch and that affection is so important. There was a, one of our uh, people recently went to the nursing home and she was distributing commun communion to the residents and she would often kneel down before them. And uh, one time after she had given the, the woman communion, she stood up with, and kind of used her hand on the chair for, uh, for sturdiness, but her hand slipped and she kind of touched her leg and she said, I'm so sorry, I touched you. And the lady said, I can't tell you the last time that somebody has touched me. We need touch. There's a mom I know that had a teenage daughter, and the teenage daughter was like every other teenage daughter, right? Was a little bit um, uncommunicative whenever she came home from school. And the mom was really struggling with it. She felt like she couldn't connect her with her daughter anymore, and the daughter just had nothing but attitude and anger and contempt for the mother. And so she didn't know what to do. And so she was kind of at her wit's end, and she thought one day, she thought, I'm just going to try to, help, to hold her like I did when she was a child. And so one day her daughter came in and the mom said, how was your day? And the daughter didn't, you know, just kind of ignored her and didn't say anything to her. And so the mother went over to her daughter and she put her arms around her and she said, when you were a child, I used to hold you all the time. She said, I just want to hug you for a moment and if you don't want me to, you can tell me not to. And she held her daughter and the daughter never told her to stop. She held her daughter for minutes at first, and then she felt her daughter's whole body begin to rest. And then she held her daughter for 15 or 20 minutes, just embraced her in the kitchen, and her daughter began to cry because she'd missed her mother's love and affection during all this time. Her mother didn't know how to connect with her, but all it took was that physical touch to bring about the connection. Remember when I went into the seminary, um, there was a priest, uh, in my first assignment, he gave the best hugs. And whenever I was really having a, a bad day or whatever, I'd go to confession to him. And no matter what, he was an AA, so he's really big on, they always hug each other, you know, at the end of meetings. And so I remember the first time that he gave me this big hug and I thought, wow, I don't think I've ever been hugged like that before, loved like that before. There was another priest who was very stern in the seminary, and I was going to Africa that summer, so I was going to be gone for, for the summer, and uh, when I was leaving, he said, take care of yourself, and he kind of got choked up, and he gave me a hug, and I thought, I think this priest actually cares about me, <laughs> and, um, you know, I think about children. I remember one time I was babysitting my nieces and nephews. And uh, I, I have a new rule uh, for Uncle Mike. Uh, my rule is only one of you is allowed to cry at a time. Because <laughs> there was one time where they were fighting and two of them started crying and I didn't know what to do. Like I could only help one of them. And uh, so I said, we got a rule. Only one of you can cry at a time. And they actually listened to me. One of them stopped crying. <laughs> and uh, the other one, I remember I took her into the kitchen and I held her and I, I put her on my lap. She was very young at the time. And I said, I just want to hold you. And... If you don't want me to, you just tell me. And I held her and I said, I love you so much. And I just want you to know how much your parents love you and how much God loves you. And she sat there and again just let me hold her and affirm her for quite some time. Think about spouses. There's nothing more painful, I think, for spouses 
And, and no kind of more vindictive way to show your spouse you don't like them than to never touch them. You know, I think about spouses that sometimes withhold affection from each other because they're mad or because there's been years of hurt or unforgiveness. That touch is so important. And just like with a teenage girl or with one of my nieces and nephews, sometimes you may not even know how to talk about the things that are upsetting you, but you can hold each other, you can hug each other, you can embrace each other. And that physical connection will just show that you still have that love for each other. At every mass, we, do the, we offer each other the sign of peace. And uh, you know that's a time where we come together as the body of Christ and we physically touch each other. Either we shake hands or we give each other a hug. Or if you're a little uncomfortable, you just go like this. Um, when we do anointing of the sick and the sacraments, one of the things the priest is called to do, and we do that here with other people, is we lay hands on that person and we pray for their healing. Whenever somebody comes to confession, at the absolution, I always lay my hand on the person's head and pray over them. So physical touch is important and it's necessary. It's something that we all need. But it's important to remember that other people need it too. It's important to remember that especially people that are cast out, people who may not be attractive, people who may have some kind of physical condition that, that scares us, the poor in general, people that are isolated, they need physical touch. And our touch, our embrace, our hug, it can be the, the physical manifestation of God's touch here on earth. And so I think as, as we come here together today, Jesus wants to touch each and every one of us. He wants to embrace each and every one of us. The whole reason we have the sacrament, sometimes people say, why do, we, why do I have to go to the church? Or why do I have to go to confession? We do that because God knows that we're physical. He knows that we need human interaction to show his love. And so he wants to show his love for each and every one of you. I always like to say as a priest, because I never know what to do with people in, in terms of your comfort level, you can always hug me. I'll probably not hug you unless you ask me to, but um, I'll always give you a hug just to let you know that you're loved and that you're cared for. So I just want you to take a few moments now and think about that experience of touch for you. When are the times in your life where you have felt touched and loved, and that love has helped you to know God's love. And then think of the people in your lives, people who you could embrace, people who you could reach out to, people who you could touch, just like Jesus did. Because when the leper needed to be healed, Jesus reached out and touched him. And he said, I do will it, be healed. And he wants every one of us to experience his touch and to be healed as well.